So, Brian, did you hear about the new pirate movie that's coming out? This sounds like a joke. Uh, no, Rick, I did not. It's rated R. We're doing that. Pirates, air, and more. <laughs> Friends from work. Let's chat. Everybody, come on. Let's get Get down. Thank you, Freak Base, for the music. Friends from work. Let's yes, chat. Sir. Rick Shue, Brian Chatlin, Courtney Cheek's not with us today. She's with us in spirit. She's with us in spirit. She's out being a famous actress somewhere. And we had a guest, Aaron Viola Ooh. from Fanboy Garage. She flaked on me today. I'm going to call him out on this. Uh, Viola. Anyway. Uh, we love him anyways. We love him anyways. We do. And I'm kidding. So any, uh, anyhow, welcome to the show, guys. This is uh, streaming live on our YouTube channel. We will have this edited and up as a podcast version tomorrow, which will be April 1st. And that is not an April Fool's joke. Brian, tomorrow's April Fool's Day. It oh, is. I hate April Fool's Day. It sucks. Yeah. You can't trust a bloody thing. You get a call from your agent and say, oh, you're booked on it. Don't do that to me. Don't. So or far, it, it hasn't happened. But yeah, you can't trust anything you receive on uh, anybody. Like April Fool's like just it's relentless. Your oh kids. my god, I'm pregnant. Really? You are? Oh wow. 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 You Tell went me there. tomorrow. You Tell went me there. tomorrow. I'll believe <laughs> but you. That's the, the 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 woes of a of a man not married, I guess. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, moving on from that. Okay, Brian. So we got a lot to talk about today. We're gonna talk about the Mandalorian uh, <laughs> uh season three, episode five. That gets really a tongue twister for me it's season three yep. episode five episode five is also empire strikes back and i you know we we go all, all over the place with the numerics uh but i want to start to show off real quick i uh went to our first official press screening i've done a million of these in the past but yes. with uh with our our outlet Ooh, under our umbrella I love under that. our umbrella it okay. felt good See, it was cool i went, I, I went checked up, in man. on our rick, way up rick shoe plus one friends from work and the lady stopped me at the end she was because it was one of those screenings where there was a section for press and then they, they probably did like a radio giveaway or something like that. Yeah. And so it was a relatively packed theater because these things can go out of the way. Sometimes it's a very intimate setting. Typically those are ones that are during the day, like the 10 AM, 11 AM. It's like when you and I saw, well, those are also usually the ones still on embargo. Like they really got to limit who's watching. Oh, absolutely. Remember when you and I saw infinity war. Uh, yeah, or in game. It was in game. We saw that's right. We came out of, we were in Dallas at that mockingbird angelic theater, Angelica. But like we a week or on. week or two early, we got to sit yeah. there and sit on our hands for almost two weeks. So that film, The Last Jedi, <laughs> and what's the second Tom Holland uh, Spider-Man called with Mysterio? Uh, that's Far yeah, From Home. Far From Home. Thank you. Yeah, far they're, From Home. They're all home-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get confused yeah. on the names. That one, I saw all of those films super early. I mean, I felt yeah. like Mar you know, Marvel or Disney, I guess I should say, Marvel, uh, Lucasfilm, yeah. had drones over my house watching me but anyway i saw air last night and um do you have any interest in seeing this film not a giant um uh, the trailers didn't look super exciting what'd you think i loved it yeah i loved it it's um it's a really great feel-good sports film well so do the, do the for the people that haven't heard of air what is two second or two sentence synopsis? well the subtitle of it i guess you could call it courting a legend is um is uh very broad very it's very broad but it at least hones in a, a little bit on courting basketball whatever so it's about air jordan the shoe it's about uh a certain group of individuals one in particular sunny played by matt damon 
who were, were really leading the charge and having us because uh, at the time and, and this the setting of this movie is 1984 which by the way i think back on wonder woman 84 the motley crew netflix film uh variety of different movies that have come out in the last four to five years that were set in the 80s i have not seen a film so you well- are so bad at a two sentence synopsis you didn't finish the sentences I'm saying I have not seen a film that did this great of a job setting with the aesthetic of the eighties. Got it. Okay. So I didn't, I didn't have to say it and say it twice. So right. just, just bear with me. It all comes around. It all comes around, but it, that part of the film was so, so well done. I mean, I felt like at times that I was in fourth or fifth grade again. So there's that part of it, but um, it's just really well made. Like, it's 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 directed by Ben Affleck, who's a powerhouse director. Uh, Chris Tucker gives a career defining performance, in my view. Like, I didn't even think about it being him at all. I mean, he's he's got kind of a shtick down, obviously, and yeah. he's very funny. But th- th- he's he is outstanding in this in this movie. And Matt Damon probably gives his best performance. Okay, in, in many okay. many many years. Wow, um, okay. I, he's I think. he's turned in some amazing performances. He has. Okay, so let me let me pause for a second. Uh, the the synopsis for those who don't know, this is the story of Nike shoe company basically creating a brand new shoe and then picking up an unknown basketball player to be the face of their company, Air Jordans, which is where Air comes from. That's right. right. And and Michael Jordan wasn't an unknown per se, but he was rookie. not. He was yeah. He was definitely a rookie. He was nowhere near on the radar of 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 right. of, uh, of, uh, of the legends. Not nowhere, nowhere near that yet. And at the time we, of this film, we got to get better not, at backing up and starting at the beginning with some of these stories so that people know what we're talking about, or they can just enjoy the journey of this conversation. There right? you go. I like it too. So, so but at the time, Nike held. I think I think it said seventeen percent of the basketball division of, of shoes. It was very low. Adidas was on right. top. Yeah, and and then Converse was second. And that the story of them going all in because the budget they had was supposed to be over three to four players. And this one ambassador for Jordan played by Matt Damon um, was, was pushing for this, all the budget to go just towards him. And it's a remarkable story because the success of that shoe and that whole line of clothing, yes, this was the catalyst for it. And it was also a game changer in terms of sports of, of, um, of of athletes getting the money they deserve for their likeness on products. So in other words, this was the oh. first this was the first shoe that was built around a player versus a player kind of coming in and embracing right. the culture of the shoe. Right. That's a big part of the film, but some of that stuff is really great and that same character played by Matt Damon also led the charge in 2014 for college players to get compensated for their likeness, which by the way, which feels like a no brainer at this point, but it does. You look, you bet you look back on it. It was revolutionary. So it it changed, not just Nike. It changed the way business was done with athletes and the money that they deserve for their, for their likeness. And by the way, he just gets percentage of the shoe that, that sells. It's his mother played by the great Villa Davis. She's amazing. She's amazing. And and apparently Jordan told Affleck, I will green light this in terms of my support of this, but she's playing my mom <laughs> kind of thing. And, and so he's like, okay, no problem. I'll, and of course they already had a relationship with each yeah. other from the uh, suicide squad and stuff like that. 
But uh, she's amazing. Man, the cast is just, it's really great. If you like films like Jerry Maguire, Moneyball, things like that, go see it. It's, 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 um, Okay. It's really good. I really okay. enjoyed it. Yeah. Nice. So there you go. Like and that's it. all. That's all I can really say uh, okay. because we're still under a little bit of a whatever. But it comes okay. out comes out in five days. All right. So next topic. Next topic. Pirates. Pirates. So I'm, the Mandalorian has dropped. Oh yes. And I want to just give the floor to you, my friend. Oh my. My, my friend and co-host. What do you What do you think about this episode? Oh my. Uh, it was. Fun. This was a lot of fun on this one. Um, we are starting to see. Uh, are we doing spoilers or no spoilers? What are we doing? Today? Well, why don't we say spoilers for sure? Yeah, Let's yeah, say yeah. spoilers for sure. So, spoiler warning. I, I try to be really good about warning people before I throw things out there. Um, my goodness. Um, ooh, this one was fun. Uh, so we we did get the pirates in there. We get a nice showdown. Um, got some really interesting uh, bit of homage. Did you catch this when uh, 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 High Administrator Cargill, when he gave the land to the Mandalorians at the end, uh, every bit of land in between the lava flats and and he named something else, that is the name of the, the late actor who was in the original Mandalorian armor in the original trilogy. Oh, wow. So that was a nice little bit of homage, which is kind of cool. Something random for you today. Nice. Um, yeah, just one of those fun little pieces. Nice little. Okay, so you guys are you guys are paying attention, and we're having some fun with this. Uh, Love. And, and by the way, and, and and that stuff is cool if you notice it, but it doesn't change anything if you don't. That's what I like about it. It's well, and somebody pointed that out. Like the definition, because we're getting getting into this too. The definition of a good cameo is one that if people know, they look and go ah, but it doesn't draw your attention. The definition of a bad cameo is where everything stops and you go, look at the person from the other thing, dopamine, yay. So we get a really good cameo in this one. We got Jeb from um, uh, Animated Brain Turning Off. Rebels. Rebels, thank you. We got Jeb pop in and that voiced by the same actor and that was a very nice shift to live action. So if he's here, uh, is Hera... Uh, 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 yeah. Um, they're, all, they're all there. It, they're all there. They've been all there. there. They were in the background in, in Rogue One, including Chopper. Um, so there's a piece where, like, are we going to get to see some more of this? Uh, they're still around. That's fantastic. So And he, and he looks great, by the way. He, he looks great. great. Yeah, we we got the, uh, the, the space whales in on the first episode. We've got him coming in. So they're increasing the references to that series. And I think we're going to start getting, especially with Ahsoka, we're going to start getting some real uh, uh, solid connections and pieces coming in. Um, I am really uh, a fan of where the show is going. We're starting to see seeds of what could turn into First Order. I think we are seeing seeds that are turning into First Order. Absolutely. We're, we're yeah. already starting to see pieces coming in um, mm -hmm. and talking about uh, 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 the genetic experimentations. Really interesting. So the previous episode, I didn't get to do a show last week. I apologize. Um, previous episode where they had the scientist basically brainwashed um, the scientist that was working on Grogu and working on the genetic pieces, uh, basically mm -hmm. brainwashed. And there's a whole lot of what's happening here. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think after doing some thinking about it, I think what was happening is the um, the operative uh, 
who was luring him into the Star Destroyer to collect pieces. I think she was wanting to see whether he was going to put his work down or whether he was willing to pick it up and use it for the benefit of the Republic. And I think when she saw that he was willing to use it for the benefit of the Republic, she scrubbed him. Correct. Um, she got him, she got him scrubbed clean. That makes a lot of sense. Um, but it definitely does show that there's a lot of stuff still happening in the background and correct. And it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a fascinating look at the Republic as it stands, mm -hmm. the remnants of the empire, that are obviously going to be the transition of the uh, the first order, and obviously there's a lot of references and things to cloning, which all of this will tie into the emperor. Yeah. And so, just like here's the biggest compliment I can give the Lucasfilm under under Disney thus far is yeah. that, um, and and we like to say that, and I say this all the time. Uh, the people that are in charge of Lucasfilm largely are the people that George wanted to be there. Yeah. They're the creative minds behind it. And they're really the driving force. How, how much Disney interferes? I don't know, but I will say that uh, I love all this content. Mm -hmm. Some, some are, some is better than others, whatever. But what I love about this era of star Wars is how it's filling in some gaps that maybe you didn't even realize needed to be filled in. Rogue yeah. one is that perfect example of making somehow a new hope better. Right. Yep. I, I think I think the Obi-Wan series made the prequels better. I think there's a lot of little things that are that are sort of there that are either tying things in uh, from a uh, prior to the incident happening, much like Rogue One or in the case of like Obi-Wan sort of retroactively. Yeah. But either way, filling that in. And so obviously with there's a lot that we can fill in with the sequel trilogy because yeah. it gets a little convoluted between eight and nine. I mean, I love those films, but they mm -hmm. do. And so for them to come in and and, and kind of make some things make sense that for me as a fan is the coolest because then yeah. when we're debating these things, Oh, well, how did that happen? Well, have you watched, you know, season three of the Mandalorian, they go into and they explain it. You know, that's the beautiful thing about mm -hmm. star Wars is all these connected tissue. Um, but what I really liked about this episode too, is it was sort of a little bit of everything. It's tying a bunch of stuff in that episode that you just referenced. A lot of fans had problems with. Uh, I loved it. I had, I had a, very oh, it was cool amazing. So amazing. And, and there's a payoff for all of this. Yeah. Plus, we all loved Andor. It's like the most Andor-esque thing since Andor. Anyway, that episode was great. Yeah. But but all those, the, that whole thing <laughs> between those two and the good doctor, all that is paying off right now. And yeah. we're sort of seeing how this all unfolds. And Well, there all, there's also a piece in there, which is interesting. I, I hadn't caught it originally, but they've been throwing bit by bit in there, is that the New Republic is demilitarizing. Uh, mm -hmm. So they're not only going in and, and dismantling and scrubbing all of um, uh, the old empire fleets. Um, they're going in and, and dismantling the rebel fleets as well. The fact that you've got uh, the X-Wing fighters are not stationed in a destroyer. They're not stationed in a military outpost. They're stationed on a little scrub outpost um, with a cantina and with like it, the whole thing looks low budget and janky. They're demilitarizing. Yeah. They don't have the ability. Um, they're, they're pointing out that Navarro is mid rim, not outer rim. Um, so if they're already losing control of mid rim planets, uh, the outer rim is completely out of their control. And in some of the extended uh, uh, books, uh, one of the things that they start playing with storyline wise is the fact that uh, the people in on Coruscant that started actually funneling resources over to the creation of the First Order were doing it via the criminal organizations and pirates and everything else in the Outer Rim is how a lot of that was being created. Because that's been one of my questions. Is like, where did this fleet of Star Destroyers with 
uh, Death Star lasers pop up, you can't just suddenly have a huge fleet. There's got to be a whole story there. And they didn't uh, lay that out in the movies, but they're starting to, to lay out the groundwork for where all of that came from. And I am loving the homework. I'm loving yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's so, it's it's just a big love letter to Star yeah. Wars anyway. And yeah. uh, and this this has a great cl- a cliffhanger and looking forward to, to next week. And th- this episode to yes. me was action-packed. It had a lot of heart. Um, I like how Grogu is um, not so much front and center to not overuse him and to put him in, in, in the background a little bit so he doesn't wear out his welcome. We don't want to be ignorant of his expiration date. Yeah, he's too, he's too valuable of a character, and I think they know that, and I think they understand the risk of overexposure with something that's cute because that can, you know, that, that yeah. can wear that can wear out pretty quickly. So I think they're handling that very smartly. Um, I'm very excited for the rest of the season. I'm excited for next week, which is the whole purpose of a good episode. Yeah. When you talk about episodic things, yeah. it's a, to me, this was a A plus episode. Now there, there's another interesting part I want to throw in here. And this is, this is, uh, we've been watching it develop and I, I do like that it's going a different direction than I was originally inspecting, expecting. So when we uh, especially got the first couple episodes of this season, I was uh, predicting that we might get um, uh, Mando uh, Din Djarin actually picking up the reins of the Mandalorians uh, and moving forward. And the way they're going with it is they're they're bringing Bo-Katan in. Really interesting how they're doing it because she very definitely has been pulled into a cult. So mm-hmm. uh, like that is a cult and the cult leader is the armorer. And it is really interesting watching the way that works because she has she has been among them, but not of them. Mm-hmm. And has very definitely, she has not taken the helmet off because she kind of wanted to see what this brought her. Wanted like very selfish. She was she's seeing an army being developed. She's seeing them training an army, and I can totally understand her not taking the helmet off because there is a level of can I use this? It is now turned around to she is going to use them, and the armor is going to use her to recruit. There's an entire cult thing going on here all of a sudden. So this goes from the Mandalorians as a people and as a society being brought up to, it is now going to be very potentially a realm of religious fanatics or borderline religious fanatics. So very curious where they're going with this. And how does that play into the creation of the First Order? Because that is where things are going. I don't know. And did some Mandalorians take Gideon? What's that cliffhanger all about? I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where you know there's there's some lore to that somewhere that I'm just not privy to. Well, there's I'm some sure. lore to that somewhere, but also there's a there's a piece in there where I I raised an eyebrow and went, hold on a minute, we have seen the Mandalorian armor take a massive amount of damage. What do you mean there's a chunk of Beskar in the wall? Yeah. What do you mean? That's like saying there's a chunk of Captain America's shield in the wall. Yeah. After a basic simple firefight where there's no Mandalorians left behind. I'm thinking framed. I'm thinking that's a setup. I don't think one of the Mandalorians lost a chunk of Beskar armor. Really? That's basically vibranium in this universe. Interesting. Okay. I like so it. I, I like it. I, I, I was raising an eyebrow going, they don't lose chunks of armor like that. It may yeah. fall off like the pauldron did uh, of uh, Bo-Katan's um, armor, but you don't just like lose chunks embedded in the wall. 
I'm curious. I want to know. Ah, my wheels are spinning on that one a little bit. <laughs> Fair enough. But, but, but that's just there's so much going on, and that's yeah. the beautiful thing about this. And it is, and none of it's accidental. No, this is all. Yeah, I'm it's all okay. meticulous. Is that yeah. the right word? Intentional, a hundred percent. So, so okay, so, okay, 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 okay. I'm coming full circle here because you, if anybody who watched some of the old podcasts that we did, you know that uh, I am not a giant fan of J.J. Abrams. Um, I don't like that he has a habit of throwing things up on the screen that are interesting, shiny, and makes you go, whoa, what was that? And he goes, nope, none for you, and then walks on. And then you come to find out later, he literally just thought it would neat, it would be neat to show that thing and make people wonder. Okay. Cough, smoke monster, cough. Uh, he, he, he's been doing that since Lost. He's been doing that where he just randomly throws things up on the screen, but there's not actually a backstory behind it. I am loving the storytelling we're seeing right now because there are literally everything thrown up on that screen is deliberate. It is chosen. And there is a story for the, again, good cameos for the people that know you're going to recognize that in that bar where the, uh, where the X-wing pilot was seeing the comm transmission, we saw Jeb hung over the bar is you've got all these different helmets of stormtroopers as well as a helmet of a, or the, the head of a probe droid, as well as some different pieces up there. So it's for the people that are looking, for the people that are, no, there are pieces that are there, but none of it is just because wouldn't it be neat to have this up on screen? And I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole defending <laughs> J.J. Abrams with you, but I'll say this. And this but I'm appreciating is, this. This is coming from somebody who unapologetically loves The Last Jedi as a standalone Star Wars movie. It's beautiful. It is one of my favorites. Is it the best film for that trilogy? Looking back on it, probably not. And the reason that it's not, and I'm glad that it exists, so I have to reconcile this thing in my head, is that perhaps the the path they should have just gone down is JJ just probably should have done all three, and just had had a, had a single director's vision for it, and maybe that would have been better for the trilogy as a whole. And this is also somebody, by the way, that really does like Episode Nine also. So I like the trilogy. Yep. But I'm just saying, but and to your criticism, to be fair, some of this stuff he may have addressed in episode eight. And Ryan Johnson said, no, nah, I don't have to go there. You know, there's still, you know, there, there is there is an issue when you start a trilogy with one director, you have another director kick in and then the other director comes in and goes, no, no, I'm going to delete half of what you just did. Because th when you get two directors that are basically at odds, but they're directing a trilogy together. Yeah, that's a problem. Well, and it's not just the director. It's also it's different writers, you know, it's so it wasn't a coherent, the way we're seeing right now, all of these different properties are being tied in together. Beautifully. Right. That wasn't happening. No. With that and, trilogy. And, and, and I it, feel like it, it was an injustice. It should have happened. Yeah. I, I, and that's just it. Again, this is what I try to reconcile with this because I actually really do love the trilogy at the same time, but I understand the, the, the problems that it does have. Now, once again, this show and other shows can retroactively uh, make this, make those movies better right mm -hmm. that's that's kind of the whole point so anyway so we, we both like this episode a lot we're excited yeah, for episode six mm -hmm. the season's great there's so many great things coming on the horizon with uh with you know live action star wars just that along with ahsoka and everything else and yeah. ho hopefully we'll get something back in the um in the cinema at some point as well okay so let's shift gears here a little bit here for the last segment of the show so courtney a while back came up with a great idea in terms of of having uh, sort of a top five yes. pop, pop culture countdown. And I like it. It's some really good conversation topics. What you got? Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And I just kind of want to, you know, just for time purposes, we'll just, we'll, we'll keep, we'll throw air 
in there because I think it is a pop culture moment because the film hasn't been released yet and they're making their rounds. They being Affleck and, and Matt Damon and, and, and Tucker and whatnot, the, the cast. And I think that it's a, it's a film about a cultural icon, which is Jordan and then a fashion icon, which is his line of clothing. So right. we'll, we'll, we'll count that. So the other thing I want to discuss, let's do like four other things here and forgive me. I'm referencing my notes here on my, on my notes on my iPhone. Um, so, uh, I want to talk a little bit about, about Creed three, Jonathan major stuff. So yeah, I'll just say this up front. I really liked Creed three a lot. I did not like it as much as the other two. And I mm-hmm. know it's not me just being a, a, a Stallone a defender or apologist. Cause you were the, a the, fan of number two. Like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the whole franchise yeah. and, and I'm still a fan of this movie. And the biggest compliment I can give it is the fact that it stood on its own without Stallone. And that's a big accomplishment. Mm -hmm. The biggest criticism I can give it is that Rocky's presence wasn't in the film. And I don't mean physically. I mean, like he wasn't fricking there and the subtle references with the mirror. And he said something right before the last fight where it was a little Rocky esque. that's a little too ambiguous. Like the, the integral role that he played about his spirit hit like the, the actual soul, the vibe of him. Yeah. Him. Like the only okay. time he's, the only time he's referenced at all is just yeah. when they're talking about his dad, giving Rocky a shot. So that a bit for how, what, what a pertinent role he played in his success. And he's just not even referenced. It's okay. just, it's a little on the nose. Like there, he's not referenced, probably because out of respect for Stallone that doesn't want to do it. I don't know. I can't get my head wrapped around it. Right. There was something missing about the film with that. And there was, but I still really liked it a lot. And I really liked Jonathan majors a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get too in the weeds on something about a legal and a p- potential uh, a victim of abuse, which is, well, we got to, we got to talk about it a little bit but, because but a little Marvel bit. Yeah. Is going to be uh, having to deal with an entire thing. Yes, and it and it sure it sure sounds like it was probably a combination of drugs and alcohol and partying and and then I don't know there's some text messages with a girlfriend. What what have you it, you looked okay, into? This? Okay, so so real quick for those that don't know anything about this, this is a uh, this is something that hit Marvel here in the last. I say hit Marvel. This is something that happened between two people in the last week. We know the name of one of them, um, so we care which is so it's something happened with the celebrity. So basically Jonathan majors, um, the police were called uh, on a fight between him and his girlfriend and it is standard. And they have, they have been very clear to mention this. The reason he was arrested is when police are called basically on domestic abuse or domestic violence, they arrest both parties. They just do. Um, So they, his, his publicist has been very clear on that. His publicist has been very clear that he hasn't done anything wrong, but that is his publicist's job is to say that. Right. So she, the girlfriend, um, has injuries around the head. She's got strangulation marks. Uh, mm-hmm. All signs point to um, he attacked and, and, and hurt her. Um, as things are coming out, so, so the first vibe of this is, okay, so he attacked and, and uh, assaulted his girlfriend. Um, that is the first signs that come out as things are, are, are moving. There are now text messages where she has been sending to him. Um, please know I've, I am pressuring them not to press charges. Um, she uh, is basically accepting blame for the whole thing, which is funny. Cause that also sounds like something that an abused person says. Um, it's my fault for trying to reach for his phone. 
that's also sounds like something an abuse. Like there, there's a whole line here of what is actually going on. We won't know. We won't know for a while. Um, she's accepting a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of the blame over the text messages and is trying to apparently pressure them to not do anything. Um, Jonathan Majors is the one that called the police. So there's an entire we won't know, but it is. I'm saying it has it, it's sticky situation for Marvel. So yes, that is a horrible thing. If he's assaulting his girlfriend, that's horrible. Don't. That is not acceptable. Um, I'm on a bigger picture. Bigger picture, different picture uh, is what that means for Marvel. I'm imagining the people at Marvel right now scrambling. Um, I am imagining them right now trying to figure out what do we have to do. If this is real, if this is accurate, then do they move forward? Because he is the center of everything that's coming up next with Marvel. Do we do that? Well, I, I, I think I think the decision for that is what is the outcome? Like the army ads that were pulled and their press statement, which I don't have it in front yeah. of me, but I'll paraphrase. Or basically like, like you're innocent until proven guilty, but out of prudence because of the nature of this thing. Yeah. We're going to pull these ads until we find out. And that's smart. Yeah. And listen, he's a local guy for us. Like he's, you, uh, you know, he's grew up in the Dallas area, South Dallas, DeSoto or Duncanville. One of those, okay. one of those South Dallas D suburbs. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're neighbors. They're right next to one another. He worked at Brahms. Like I, he's like a local no boy. Yeah. He worked at Brahms. You talked oh, about that on Jimmy Kimmel. I just, I love okay. the fact that, 3% of the people watching Jimmy Kimmel know what Brahms is. I mean, here in Houston, yeah, right. people, people here in Houston know you know what Brahms is. Yeah. It's very North Texas. Yeah. But um, I, uh, I, I'm I, a big fan of his work. Uh, the most important thing is to make sure that there's not a victim of, of violence. And if there is, then that's addressed. And hopefully there's justice for her. Yeah. Um, as a fan of him, uh, mm -hmm. of his work, I hope that he's not troubled. I hope that this can be resolved. And, you know, as a fan of these franchises, I hope that he um, can survive this assuming that would just mean that everything's okay with the charges. But look, DC's got this thing on their hands with Ezra Miller, although that's died off a lot. Yeah. Uh, it'll still be interesting to see what they do with him on the flash little tour that's coming up the press, the press tour. Um, so there's ways around the stuff, but they have a, they have a choice now of what to do with him. And so well, it remains to be seen. And that's just, and, and the bottom line is, is you don't, uh, that, that's where, that's where the whole, uh, the piece is. Cause Disney, especially is very, very, very careful with their image and they cannot do not want to be seen associating with people that break that image. Uh, it's why Cara Dune is not coming back. Um, and that's a whole other topic, but she stepped outside of the realm of what Disney and Marvel and, uh, excuse me, uh, Star Wars wanted to be a part of. Correct. So, um, and that like, again, that's an entirely different topic, but she stepped outside of the, their, their, uh, desired image so the bottom line is is on a political business side of things if if this is real um if this is actually happening then disney and marvel will have to figure out what they're going to do because they absolutely will not be publicly associated i'm hoping against hope that the one thing they don't do is try to bury it or try to buy her out or try to one of those kind of things because if that happens and that comes out that will be so much worse um also, it will also mean no justice for the woman who's uh, been assaulted. And that's right. like, no, no, let's address that first. A number one, you don't reward people that abuse other people. Correct. So there's an entire, huh, what's going to happen next? And we'll stay tuned. And if we, if anything interesting happens, we're all going to hear about it, but we'll certainly uh, address it on here. But there is no, there is no hard information. There's just new pieces coming out. Well, let's just so, hope for everybody's sake that, 
yeah. uh, that that she's okay and that this can be resolved. Yeah. And then something like this doesn't happen again. All right. So moving yeah. on from that. So one of the things that when when the three of us, me and Courtney, were doing this site and you know this uh, this the show and everything, yeah, uh, we had all discussed like uh, one thing from my former outlet that I I always admired was we don't we don't we don't release unreleased set photos that are not sanctioned by the studio. Right. Uh, spy cam stuff. We just stay away from it. Just, just out of respect for the process, the the filmmakers, the studio, everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, now with that said, there are some set leaks of Joker. Faladu, and Ooh. there has, we, we, we have seen unofficially, we have seen Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. We've got the first set photos of Harley Quinn. Yes. Yes. Now here's what I always propose in these situations. Okay. Yeah. Warner brothers release an official. Come on, photo. put something out. Put something put out. A, put, oh, Cause that's the only way to squash this. Put yeah. out an official photo yeah. of the two of them and then it's done. And then these yeah. set picks, those, they don't mean anything anymore. That's how you get rid of them. The, the so, funny thing is, I have assumed that it, uh, especially with DC and Marvel being as tight as they are, uh, I'm assuming that if something gets leaked, it's deliberate. Well, no, I don't. No? I don't know. Okay. No, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I guess. I guess it's it's possible. Sometimes that does happen. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll just say that there's just it, there's just a lot of you know, we're living in a world with 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 smartphones yeah and it's just a different world so you've got you get one rogue person on set that's yeah. all it takes and, and ndas only cover so much but i'm assuming everybody that's within range is probably signed a crazy nda i mean it is what it is so <laughs> what i'll say is and we're not going to show the picture or whatever or no, direct no. you where they're at but she does look cool yeah she does look cool yeah i, I like the look i'm not gonna all lie right. I, I would like to see an official photo to to really try to capture what they're going for, but just based on what I've seen. Yeah. So here, here's a good segue. So uh, for the next little quick topic Segways. here is, is Batman, a- Batman two, mm-hmm. uh, Matt Reeves starts filming in November, I believe is correct, okay. which is amazing. And there was a, a little thing from a deadline suggesting that Clayface was going to be in uh-huh. Matt Reeves, Batman film. Now here's what I'll say to that. that. If you, okay. if you, if you read the article or read the, the the release yeah it sounds a lot more like this is an idea being pitched for james gunn's extended universe that version of batman which is more going to be more fantastical and great bring bring it on in terms of a grounded crime drama he's not going to have a clay face that's you know molding into different you know i mean we're not gonna we're not gonna have a nine foot bane we're not going to have a perma white Joker, there's there's things that we're not going to have that are from the fantastical side of things, very much like yeah. the Nolan trilogy. But you could most definitely do Clayface, especially if you go back to the origins of the character. There's 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 a variety of different incarnations of him, but he wasn't always some shapeshifter. Yeah, right? he didn't originally look like Sandman. No, no, he was he was just somebody who knew disguises. Right. So you right. could you could do that, and it's going to work. Which if if Clayface is in Matt Reeves Batman and that's exactly what we're going to get just like he could do Mr. Freeze it's not going to be the Mr. Freeze that the mainstream audience right. thinks of there's ways to Ew. do these characters yeah, yeah we're not doing right. a Schwarzenegger no yeah. no and that's a beautiful <laughs> thing but let James Gunn do that that's yeah. the beautiful thing about these 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 uh coexisting yeah. um uh franchises I guess you could say yeah. just having the Batman the Matt Reeves and having James Gunn Batman and then obviously what we have coming up with the flash with Affleck and 
and Keaton. Like it's just such a great time to be a Batman yeah. fan. But anyway, so that's 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 kind of how I understand it. So it doesn't sound like okay. that it, that he's going to be in Batman Two. Nothing official. More of a pitch to gun. But even if he is, it, it's not going to be a, a shapeshifter. And yeah. speaking of James Gunn, one other thing I had listed here was Superman Legacy. Um, very excited about this project. It's it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be. Go. It's going to be. Um, he doesn't make that noise when he flies, though. He's got to make this work. This this film has to work. Yeah. Superman has to work. Yes. And, and Superman hasn't really worked, hit on all cylinders with box office, with audience and critics since Superman 2. Oh. I mean, so really. We're going back to, to Christopher Reeves. Okay. I know what I, know what I mean by that. Is Superman 3 and 4 yeah. were not well received. No. Superman, Superman Returns was a misfire, man. It still was a misfire despite me personally loving it. So, um, this has got to work. And 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 yeah. we don't know who he's going to cast. We don't know where this is going. My guess is he's claiming that he doesn't have an actor in mind yet. I call bullshit on that. I'm sure he probably does. But but regardless, I know that he's looking at uh, sides and putting together things for auditions. Yeah. Um, but I'm sure he's got some people in mind, obviously. Okay. But there's a lot of fun f- fan casting going around. I was in the middle of a debate on Twitter the other day about Austin Butler, and I was like, great actor in, in terms of the Elvis movie. I don't know anything about that guy outside of Elvis. To me, he does a great Elvis impression, so I don't know if I want him as Superman, but hey, I'm up for it. Whatever. Yeah. But it, it's going to be fun, man. I mean, I'm I'm excited. You got yeah. any thoughts on Superman Legacy and James Gunn? I, um, Superman's an interestingly delicate character. Is uh, If they manage to, to get it right, it's going to be absolutely amazing if, uh, but it is, it is a delicate balance because we are past the era where we like heroes that are just heroes because they're heroes. Um, that was a thing back in the day where it, it's simple motivation. We've got to have motivation. Same with the bad guys. We've got to have motivation. So it's having somebody who is basically all powerful and just good, just to be good. Um, we want to see a choice. We want to see some character development. We want to see some different pieces in there. And Superman is difficult because he is old school, golden era, legacy. He is super powerful and good because he's good. Right. And so and, there's a really interesting, how are they going to do that with the um, with the needs of modern audiences? Well, I don't know. And Snyder struggled with that himself. And he yeah. he there were some things about his Superman that really worked, especially in Man of Steel. I think he lost his way with Batman versus Superman. That's my opinion. <laughs> Obviously, the opinion of a lot of moviegoers as well. Yeah. But um. But I, but to to kind of tie this into just another quick topic here is I saw Shazam, and I loved it. I loved it. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was way better than the first one. Uh, and uh, and so you haven't seen number two yet. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And you know, right. when Courtney texts us that she thought it was one of the best DC films, I don't necessarily agree with that. Or maybe I'm paraphrasing. Maybe <laughs> she said a, it, 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 maybe, maybe she was saying in recent years. So yeah. I don't want okay. to misquote our co-host. Yeah. But I. But at the at the same time, I understand where she's coming from. No, you can go ahead and misquote her. Uh, according to Courtney, she thinks all other all Batman movies suck. She only likes Shazam too, and uh, yeah, and she really hates everything. That, that's Star straight Wars. from the mouth of Courtney. We're going to go ahead and misquote her right now and just have that out there. <laughs> that. Wish awesome. you were here. Wish you were here, friend. Sorry. <laughs> go ahead and just but, do it. Just dive but, in. but no, I really like Shazam. It's unfortunate. It's probably yeah. not going to get a sequel. I mean, it's just it's a complete flop. And then yeah. who knows where this is all going in terms of the continuity and everything. So let's just let's just kind of hold on to our hats and see what happens. We've got Aquaman. I will say this because this is not a um, a spoiler because it's in the damn trailers. The way that they made Gal Gadot work in Shazam: Fury of the Gods was really cool. 
They they Wait. they handled they handled that really well. I so, didn't know she was in it, so I didn't know that was in the trailers. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's in the uh, trailers. Like she's okay. so I'm not spoiling anything. Okay. But it, but it works. It really. Well, now works. I gotta go see it. I didn't know that. Yeah, and I'm just hoping that's not time to see her either. I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll okay. see. We'll see. But yeah. at the end of the day, what we want is good content. Yes. The behind the scenes drama of studios and all this stuff is ruining franchises. It's ruining movies for yeah. us. At the end of the day, just if James Gunn puts out an awesome Wonder Woman movie in three years, you know, and it's it's rebooted and it's great, we can we'll always still have the one the Gal Gadot stuff that we can always watch and enjoy. All that will matter is that this yeah. is it's 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 good stuff. Um, all right, man. Any um, uh, I, I got two things for you. Um, okay. uh, one, uh, Guardians three is coming up. James Gunn. James Gunn. Yes, Guardians three is coming up, and I finally get to know this. Um, uh, a friend of mine was in the last Suicide Squad movie. And uh, she did, got did, some really nice screen oh, time. She okay. We, we we have a mutual friend that was in that too. He was killed. We have two friends that were in it. Yes. <laughs> um, but so Giovanni Cruz, uh, dropping her name on here. She's an amazing actress based out of Dallas here, and she is one of the hardest working people in the industry that I know. And it's really nice to see her doing amazing things. So she was in Suicide Squad. Then she was brought back in. She was in the uh, the Guardians Christmas special. The Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, and she is able to say that she is in Guardians 3, and that's coming nice. up soon. And that is, I know somebody who's in Marvel, and I'm loving that. Congrats to her. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to, to go drop in and try to spot her up on screen. That's going to be amazing. I love so, it. I love it. I, I don't know her personally, yeah. but congratulations to her. And I hope. To yeah, that's fantastic. Her. I dig it. Well, and what about uh, you? Yeah, you're going to be back. You're going to be back on Tulsa King. What are you up to? I probably won't be back on Tulsa King. Um, I don't know what all uh, will be coming up next. Um, working on a sci-fi uh, short film. I've got a friend of mine that does a lot of uh, computer graphics and animation. And uh, we actually, I get to do one a couple of years ago with him where I'm playing a fighter pilot and uh, getting to assault a temple on an, on an alien planet. And he goes in and does all the graphics in the post. So we've got a part two of that coming up. So hopefully I'll get to Fun. be back on green screen flying my fighter again. Uh, that'd be amazing. But I'll tell that you what, good. I finally sat down in the last week and started watching Last of Us. Okay. Oh, have you? Yeah. Ha no? no, it's not been on my radar. I, oh, I'm, I'm my wanna, uh, good. Put it on your radar. Put it on your radar. Yeah. It is it is beautifully done. Uh, I'm I'm kind of over the zombie apocalypse thing, uh, and, but I've heard so many good things from so many people that I finally sat down and tuned in. And this is Pedro Pascal. Um, uh, I'm spacing her name, but it, she was the young lord uh, that stabbed the zombie giant, the the White Walker giant in uh, Game of Thrones. Um, so she and Pedro Pascal, I've been watching some of the behind the scenes, not behind the scenes, but the interviews of the two of them and their chemistry is amazing. So I finally sat down to watch uh, a few episodes and this is good. If this is not on your radar, it needs to be, uh, the, nice. the writing is excellent. The performances are all absolutely top notch. And for those of you that have seen it, I'm not going to give anything away. If you haven't, for those of you that have seen it three episodes in four episodes in, there is an episode that needs to sweep the awards. Uh, okay. it is a, it is a, a standalone and the episodes are long, right? Almost a hour and a half. Um, this would be a standalone story in and of itself. This, this would be a standalone movie. The casting, the writing, the performances are, are uh, delicate. 
it's like it, it is so perfectly done and it's not one of those things that would have been easily perfectly done um this is something that was so perfectly balanced that i uh like all the emotions got handed to me and i was watching it in the morning i woke up early and decided to sit down and watch this episode 9 30 in the morning i've already had my emotions handed to me uh no absolutely absolutely worth watching and it the was last uh, of us. Yeah. The I'm last of us. It. Check it out. Free, no, and I know, episode. and I, I've, I've heard nothing but amazing things about it, and I know yeah. that the 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 work in it is is phenomenal. So yeah, three I'm, episodes I'm in, and you it. will absolutely understand what I'm on about, and what everybody else is on about. I am uh, a fan. All right, I love it. So um, we're gonna do some plugs here, but I, I will say this: on Monday night, Friends. I'm going to Friends from Work second screening, and I'm gonna go see Ooh. Paint with Owen Wilson. So I would love to see that. That sounds fantastic. So let's put a little flower right here, a little bush, and right here you got the nice yeah. sunset. I mean, I, I can't wait. And, and it he, looks he's like the perfect person for that. Oh my god, he's just eccentric and weird <laughs> enough. And I've yeah. got a funny story about when I met him one time, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll do a reactionary video to the uh, film, and I'll share it there. But anyway, all right, let's do some plugs and let's get out of okay. here, my friend. So, where cool. can people find? First of all, to find us, go to friends yeah. friends work pod that is going to be our twitter handle find us on youtube itunes stitcher where Are you download great podcasts. or punctuation or anything in there so yeah so it's for, you know for what um for when you're writing it out is there any anything we got to throw in there oh no no just friends work at friends work pod and then um and then okay. we're, we're we're all over the internet find me at on twitter at she rick s-h-e-w-r-i-c-k and brian what about Love you it. sir I am, uh, uh, I'm on Twitter. I don't know what my Twitter is because I don't post there much. Come find me on Instagram. I am at Chatlin Photo. I am your friendly neighborhood photographer. Um, yeah, uh, come say hi. Come say hi to Brian. And on behalf of Rick Shue and Brian Chatlin and Courtney Cheek, we thank you and for Courtney watching. And Courtney who absolutely and, hates and, Batman movies. And thank <laughs> you for listening. We're the friends from work. We'll see you next week and we'll chat then. Thank you. That wraps up another episode of the Friends from Work Let's Chat podcast. Tune in each week as we discuss all things pop culture, and you may catch a special guest or two. Be sure to follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and subscribe wherever you get great podcasts. I'm Courtney Cheek, and on behalf of myself, Rick Shu, and Brian Chatlin, we are the Friends from Work. We thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Freak Face, take us out. Get down.